this is something new for you uh, ahead of this year's US election. I'm calling it fear and loathing on the campaign trail. It's an original catchy phrase I just came up with. And uh, to carry on with the sarcasm, uh, in uh, a totally unexpected development in the United States, Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire Republican primary, of course being sarcastic because despite being criminally indicted on 91 counts, facing the threat of having his business shut down in New York State over a civil suit and having been barred from the ballot in Colorado, Republican voters, it seems, just can't get enough of the former president. So today, he uh, comprehensively defeated the only challenger left in the Republican race, that of Nikki Haley. She was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know, last last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. We'll get ready for more of, of that over the coming months, if not years. John Barron is the host of Planet America on ABC TV, joins me for the new year. Happy New Year to you. Great to have you back, John. Good to be with you, Andy. After such a comprehensive win in Iowa, was there there ever a possibility that Donald Trump could lose the New Hampshire primary? There was a possibility, but it, it became a uh, less of a possibility after he was so dominant last week, winning by 30 percentage points over Ron DeSantis with Nikki Haley, as Trump there said, just a little bit behind in third place. But if Nikki Haley, you know, they used to say of New York, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. For New Hampshire and Nikki Haley, if she can't make it there, then she probably can't make it anywhere. <laughs> she came close, close to her at least. Instead of losing by 30 points, she lost by around 10 points. She got 44% of the vote in New Hampshire today to Trump's 54. So it's it's a much closer result if Donald Trump, and we know he's not technically the incumbent, he's not the president, but he is effectively the incumbent nominee. If, if, if he was in office, hypothetically, and he got 54% and a challenger got 44%, well, the storyline would be entirely different. It would be akin to when Lyndon Johnson was challenged in 1968 by Eugene McCarthy. Lyndon Johnson dropped out of the race when he only won New Hampshire by 10 points. So, yeah, there are different ways that you can you can look at this, but a win is a win is a win. And for Nikki Haley, coming second by 10 points doesn't give her a ton of momentum or impetus as she now campaigns to win her home state of South Carolina, which doesn't vote for a month uh, and if she doesn't win her home state of South Carolina, which is a much more conservative state than New Hampshire, then you can't really imagine her winning anywhere either. So uh, it's a it's a, one of those races where you can kind of pick good and bad news for, for both candidates, but the bottom line is Donald Trump has won again, and no Republican who won both Iowa and New Hampshire has failed to be their party's nominee. So that means something. In essence, does this really mean that Nikki Haley is benchwarming in case Trump's legal woes overwhelm? Overwhelming him. I mean, is that the only way for Nikki Haley to progress in these primaries? That is a, a fascinating suggestion, Andy, and one that one of Trump's other former rivals, Vivek Ramaswamy, the tech uh, entrepreneur who was no lover of Nikki Haley, he effectively suggested that uh, while speaking at the Trump victory event in, in New Hampshire this afternoon, Ramaswamy said, look, the only reason Nikki Haley's hanging in there is because she thinks that maybe Trump could be disqualified. Now, 
There is a hypothetical scenario where if the the so-called January 6th federal case against Donald Trump brought by special counsel Jack Smith, if it, uh, as is expected, goes to trial in March, if, uh, if Trump is not given some last-minute reprieve by the Supreme Court as to his immunity from prosecution, that case is, objectively speaking, a very strong case. And it could well see uh, multiple criminal convictions against Donald Trump in May or June, which means by July, when the Republican nominating convention, when all the delegates will get together and vote, even though Trump has won the overwhelming majority by then, we assume, could there be a change in Republican rules? Could there be collective cold feet? Could they finally turn on Donald Trump? Because at the end of the day, if he's been found to be a criminal, that's not a good look. You'd have to imagine that the polls would have to turn rapidly downhill for them to even consider such a thing. But there is that possibility if Nikki Haley is the last candidate standing against Trump, if she stays in there as an alternative, maybe she has a case to make to delegates in in July at the convention to say, well, pick me instead. And her sparse jabs at Trump uh, often have been an indicator of uh, certainly uh, pundits claim that she's lining up for a a running mate or VP position. I mean, the only thing I can recall her saying about Trump uh, is uh, uh, talking about his age, a bit of a um, neurological jab, if you like. Uh, So do you think that there's still a chance? that that might happen, that we might have a Haley trump ticket? I think it's become a lot less likely in the last week, Andy, uh, when she became the last candidate standing against Trump. She really did have to sharpen those attacks. She's talked about the chaos of Trump's presidency and has, with some fodder, uh, been attacking his mental acuity, just as Republicans have been attacking Joe Biden in recent times. Uh, it, it is true to say that uh, Donald Trump did mix up Nikki Haley's name with that of former Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in a speech on the weekend. if you like. It was multiple times. Yeah, what did you make of that? Because I, I, I don't know. Is it is it the case that he uh, he's certainly uh, in that age bracket where the odd slip is allowable, and is that okay for a presidential candidate? Well, I, you know, it's uh, any sort of a, a, a slip in in a, in a president's mental acuity, their cognitive ability must be a serious concern, given they hold the codes to the nuclear football, which travels with them at all times. Uh, it, it's a job where you do not want somebody who is impaired, which is why uh, we see polls saying that 75% of voters are worried about Joe Biden's age. Well, Biden's only three years older than Trump. You might say that Trump appears to be more physically robust than uh, Biden, and he doesn't have Joe Biden's childhood history of stuttering, which seems to still impede Joe Biden as he ages as well. But look, Donald Trump, I mean, it's not so much the names that he confuses. I mean, anyone can sort of say a wrong name and and not realise in the moment that they've, they've conflated two names. Clearly, Nikki Haley's on his mind right now. But if you look at the other things that Donald Trump says, the, the fact that he, he, is, he is either uh, cognitively impaired, his memory is shot, or he is just flat out a liar. In his victory speech today, Andy, he started off by boasting that he had won New Hampshire in the general election twice. That is patently false. He lost to Hillary Clinton in 2016. He lost to Joe Biden in 2020. He went on to claim that that he's 50 points in front 
of uh, of Nikki Haley in the state of South Carolina. Well, the highest poll had him 35 points in front. The average of polls has him 29 points in front. It's not 50. He exaggerates and he flat out lies. Now, is that cognitive decline or is it just a shameless ability to lie without feeling a pang of remorse? I don't know the answer to that, but there are certainly, for those looking for reasons to, to doubt the Trump brain, there's enough evidence of that, as there is, many will argue, for Joe Biden as well. Indeed, as we uh, await the next uh, primaries, uh, always great to hear your razor-sharp analysis. John Barron is the host of Planet America. No doubting your mental acuity, I must say, John. Uh, <laughs> At he, least not for now. <laughs> not yet. Uh, you're the host of uh, Planet America on ABC TV. Always good to talk. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Andy. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.